to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Thanks for joining us uh, again today at 1 o'clock. I do appreciate those people live in the chat already and for putting up with the technical difficulties. But I think we've figured it out. Uh, Smartwatch doesn't it's work a, with. <laughs> quite, the, <laughs> quite the surprising solution. Like how that affects it, I I yeah. don't know. I'm not a tech guy. The Apple Watch says, no show for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear? Too bad. Colin doesn't even have like an app with the the watch, the smartwatch. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's all Apple and it's connecting. I Man, I I don't know. That, it's <laughs> right? odd. I don't know. But the fact that you turn your watch off and then it takes you out of the app and then ends the show. And then when we come back, it works. Like That seems to be the mm-hmm. only issue. I've had this watch for a long time and I haven't been wearing it. I decided to this week. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to wear it. And it was expensive. It was a gift. I'll wear it. Then it hasn't worked. So I was like, what's the point of even having it? Why am I trying this if it's not going to work? Uh, but we do appreciate you guys joining us here today. It sounds like we've got things going. Uh, a, a lot of sports to get into. Mm-hmm. Not. <laughs> but we are going to talk some sports today. Uh, ESPN released their top 10 running backs today, which I, I think is a much more interesting debate. I think you can really be up and down on some of those running backs. I didn't create a list. I don't know if you did, Big Country. But we'll look at their list. Uh, Colin Cowherd, he released his top 10 quarterbacks uh, as well. And then uh, Baker Mayfield had a little bit of a press conference today, too. We'll get into that. We'll get into some baseball talk. And then end the show with some Tell the Truth Tuesdays uh, with some listener submitted Tell the Truth as well. Love when that happens. But let's do start with the top 10 running backs. If you listen to yesterday's show, you know what this is and you kind of know how it's operating. Or if you've been paying attention to uh, the ESPN articles that they've been releasing, they're pretty cool too. Uh, they're, they're ranking the NFL's top 10 at each position. This morning they did running backs. And what they're doing is they're getting the executives involved, some coaches, some players, and they're kind of ranking at each position. Yesterday they did quarterbacks. Today it's running backs the number one running back on the list, according to NFL executives, coaches, and players, is Derrick Henry. I was like, why the pause? pause. <laughs> you got me. I was like, uh-oh, what happened? <laughs> Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. You know, it's honest, it's kind of hard to disagree with that. And I think one important thing to note, this is real football versus fantasy football. Yep. You got to you got to do away with the fantasy stuff because a lot of people will say, "Oh, Derrick Henry doesn't catch the ball," but that doesn't matter in real football. Derrick Henry is so dominant when he still has when he has the ball in his hands, uh, whether mm-hmm. he's getting it as a, a carry or a catch, whatever it is. I think he's I think he's number one. Yeah, I mean it, he has to be. I mean, this guy was absolutely dominant dominant last year, and he has been over the last what five or six years, and he's just he's not getting any worse. Every time that we think he's going to, he is not. Now, I don't mean to say that, and it sounds like, oh, it's like Tom Brady would just keep expecting him to fall off, and he's not. It just almost gets better. 
with Derrick Henry, that's just what's happening. I mean, that offense flows through who Derrick Henry is and what he does. And the you know the points of last year that he missed due to the injury, you saw the offense kind of take a hit because of it. And they were able to kind of get things going again. I believe it was Deont- uh, Deontay Foreman as well who came in and was helpful at term- in times at running the, the ball. And then it was like, okay, if Derrick Henry comes back right before the playoffs start, that could be a scary one-two punch. And it almost was. And it's yeah. just like, you guys it, won the regular season. You got to the playoff zone. It just didn't work out. And with Derrick Henry, he played eight games last year. Mm-hmm. He still had 937 rushing yards. Yeah. Nine games. It's with insane. 10 touchdowns. Sorry, eight games. I mean, he was on a, a, just a streak to, to be very good, obviously, once again. But even like stat-wise, very good. In 2020, he rushed for 2,000 yards and had 17 touchdowns. In 2019, he rushed for 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns. Yep. And to, to still to play eight games and he was he still got double digit touchdowns last year is wild. And the fact that like this is all done in the league where it's just a passing heavy NFL. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's just this is the part where you read those numbers and you're like, well, yeah, like, I mean, we see other running backs do that before. Yeah, everyone passes the ball right now. There's such a ha- a heavy passing league that it's crazy. And then when you get to number two, it's Jonathan Taylor. And some people might hear that and be like, well, that's kind of surprising to see him at number two. But, I mean, if you've been sitting here paying attention, it's not. Because this is another one of those guys who just at any moment could pop off and have an explosive play for the Colts. And that's, you know, catching the ball and running the ball. I mean, this guy was just electric last season, and it kind of stinks that he's going to go up high in these fantasy drafts. I know we'll get into that discussion here in a little bit. I think he might be one. It's going to be hard for him not to be, and if I'm picking number one, I'll tell you right now, I'm not taking him because I don't want him to get hurt. I feel like I have that curse on players that I take right there in the top five. So I might what honestly— happen to no more Mr. Nice Guy? <laughs> now you're like, I don't want to see Jonathan Taylor get hurt. That's you not being— that. <laughs> I don't want a guy's career getting ruined because of me drafting him. Like Christian McCaffrey, this is what I've seen happen. I draft McCaffrey, pff, done. Not happening. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, two games. That's all we got. Me taking a running back in the first round, I'll tell you right now, it's not happening. Whoa, wait. Say that yeah, again? that's been my mindset. Yeah, I'm taking a receiver. You're not or taking a, a running back in the first in round. In our league, yep. I don't get any production out of him. Wow. I know. I am taking a running back no matter what. Good for you. Our draft order is pretty settled, though, I thought. If it is, I haven't even seen where I'm at. Yeah. But, hey, I know you pick in front of me, so you know what? You go ahead. You take yourself a receiver. (laughs) (laughs) Have you looked at some of the tight ends? They're pretty good, too. Yeah, I think Noah Fant, (laughs) this is the year. You know, They're in Seattle. That's... uh... Number one round, number one pick there in the first round by mm-hmm. Big Country. I can't wait to Noah do more Fant. fantasy football previews with you so we can be like, okay, you have to take this guy. Yeah. I'm going to try not be as hot takey this year. It's just going to be more of like, okay, this is – it's hard because it's like you want to try and find someone different, but at the same time when you do that, you just start to reach a point where like you get too wild or crazy with it and then it comes off of like a hot take and you're not trying to be hot takey at all. And that's just kind of what I turned into last year with all my fantasy – football uh, predictions and i went with some of them some of them worked some of them did not a lot of them did not work what was what was one that you hit on uh joe mixon being more productive because the year before he was kind of battling with some injuries and stuff because i had taken him back-to-back years that first year i took him with clyde edwards hilaire his rookie year and then i went clyde edwards hilaire and joe mixon and it just like didn't pan out because he started he was just banged up the majority of the year but then last year was like here we go <laughs> and then terry mclaurin i thought would have a good season and he did um 
and then I think DJ Moore was another one. Whereas this, I kind of like kept riding on those guys. Mm-hmm. I think I took Jamar Chase in one of my leagues as well, and somebody was like, "Why in the world do you take him this early?" I was like, "I think they're just going to have to pass the ball. That's why I think Joe Mixon's going to be good too." So I kind of hit all my Bengals players last season. That was their year. You were a year late. Yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> sorry, you're a year early uh, on them because you did. You thought the Bengals were going to go off. Yep. Spent all that money in their secondary. <laughs> so I tried telling you. Mm-hmm. And then the next year. Panned out. <laughs> but wasn't it last year where you were like uh, kind of out on the Bengals at first as a team? Um, I wouldn't say out. It was just like it's going to be hard to win in that division. I thought the Browns were going to be much better than what they ended up doing. Now, granted, that was because of injuries as well. But I just thought with the receivers, their offensive line, the tight end, the defense that they kept adding to, it was like those guys, you're just not going to be able to beat them. And the Steelers, I thought, were going to be pretty bad. And then the Ravens was like, okay, hey, Lamar Jackson, if he can get better and continue to develop, they're going to be scary. But they also dealt with their fair share of injuries. I thought the Steelers, I mean, I'll just be honest, I thought the Steelers were going to be a, a team that put themselves like in a top 10 pick. Like I thought it was just going to not be good at all. And, of course, you know, Mike Tomlin, as their coach, finds a way to win games and they get them to the playoffs. You draft 10th overall. I draft I'm okay with that spot. I'm in a good spot. Overall. Which is, it's nice. I like picking at the front end or the back end because it's like, all right, I'm going to get my two picks out of the way. Exactly. I'm going to eat and I'm going to drink. <laughs> I'm going to chill. <laughs> I've got 20 minutes before I pick again. <laughs> so I don't have to pay super close attention. Um your your team name is the Mixon Administration. Yep. Can you explain that to me? Like President Nixon, the Nixon Administration. I had <laughs> Joe Mixon, Mixon Administration. I didn't I, realize I needed to mansplain that one for you. I was really curious if you actually like got it, if you were just like, ah, let's go Google a name. I have Joe oh, Mixon. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, did I come up with that on my own? Absolutely not. No, that's a popular one, yeah. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor does come in at number two on this list. Yep. Fantasy-wise, he is probably who I would target number one. Derek number Henry, one running I, back. I still really like him. Uh, fantasy-wise, he doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield as well. And Jonathan Taylor really has a chance to just, I think, establish himself this season as the number one running back in the NFL, in fantasy and in real football. He was just so yep. good. Last year, and I do think that he's going to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield a little bit. And even moving along on this list, you number three comes in Nick Chubb. He's another guy who I, I love. I've had him on a couple of my fantasy teams. Uh, as far as just running the football, he's one of the best in the league. He's another one of those guys. He doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield a lot, and he has to share carries with Kareem Hunt, which I think hurts his fantasy yep. value. Especially when it comes into like passing down, just like Kareem Hunt's a better receiver out mm-hmm. of the backfield than Nick Chubb is. But then going into number four, Dalvin Cook, who I think, like you said with Jonathan Taylor, this is the year where he has a possibility to show the league, like, I am the best running back in the NFL. The thing is, though, he's just got to stay on the field the entire season. And my buddy Trees, who was huge in the fantasy football, I was talking with a lot last year, and he's just like, hey, when it comes to drafting a running back, you're just going to have to – like accept the fact that you're probably not going to get them every single week. They're probably going to miss a game or two, maybe three or four, and you're just going to have to roll with this. So that's where you go get their backup real quick. And I was like, once I heard that, I was like, it kind of clicked for me. I was like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. But with Dalvin Cook, it's like, man, this could be the year where he just finally takes off. He's 26, right there at the prime. He's got enough experience. He's dealt with his fair share of injuries. But you can't disagree with the fact that when Dalvin Cook is on the field for the Vikings, it's a difference. 
Like that team is just so much better. It's so much more explosive. And when the ball is in his hands, it's just like a we're gonna let this guy cook. I mean, it's literally in his last name. <laughs> this you gotta let cook cook. You have to. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at. I was trying to find it. It's not that easy to find. Maybe it's because Matthew Barry is leaving ESPN. <laughs> I was trying to find his rankings, his running back rankings for fantasy football. He does have Jonathan Taylor as number one, as RB one for fantasy again. And then Christian McCaffrey comes in still at number two. I I don't know if I would draft Christian McCaffrey. I pick at again eleven. I just don't know. He'll probably be there. It's probably gonna be my dumbass at ten. Let's just accept it right now, or just be like, "Oh, I'll give him one more chance." You know, that's a boomer bust type of pick here. I'll just go him. for it. <laughs> I yeah. can make him healthy. He's got Baker now. <laughs> you know, this this time this one will work. I feel real good about it this time. Man, I love him when he is healthy. It's very very seldom is he healthy. Yeah, it's like that one year. I don't even know if he's put together like a string of seasons. Has he? Where he's been just dominant? Ooh, I think like the first two or three. Like year two, three, mm-hmm. what is it we're going into? Season six for him? Man, so in 2019, I would say he was dominant. He had 1,300 rushing yards and 15 touchdowns. And he's always great as a receiver. He had 116 catches for 1,000 yards there in his third season in the NFL. Going into 2020, got hurt, finished the season with 200 rushing yards. Somehow still five touchdowns in three games. And last year also got hurt, was banged up a lot too, played seven games. Yep. 400 rushing yards, only one rushing touchdown. So I did find the uh, ESPN PPR uh, fantasy football rankings for 2022 at running back. This was done in May by the fantasy staff of ESPN. No particular name is on it. Uh, But they pretty much all went. Jonathan Taylor is number one, and then they have Christian McCaffrey at two. Austin Eckler, three. Derrick Henry, four. Najee Harris, five. And when you come to these, when you look at we just did four, Dalvin Cook at five. I don't want to get confusing here. Back to the NFL's ranking of just the running backs in the NFL in general. Number five is Alvin Kamara. And it is one of those deals, too. It's like, that's a nice spot for him to be, but he's also about to miss six games this next season. Yep. How, so how important are those first six games to you? Yeah. Where are you drafting? Where do, where do you pick up a guy like Alvin Kamara? And what are your thoughts on that? You know my thoughts with your little smirk, little <laughs> shit-eating grin over there. I can't keep a straight face. I was just like, I got his ass. <laughs> I, I'm i drafting for the playoffs, so I do think that a lot of people will let Alvin Kamara slip in their draft, as he should. Mm-hmm. But having him towards the end of the season, I do think if you have the roster for it, if you've drafted well enough, is it's going to be fine. So are you thinking first round, second round? Hell no. Third round? At best. Okay. But not first or second round. No. Okay. I, there's a lot of good running backs in the league. You do need somebody. The running backs still get a lot of points. That's why they drafted so high. You're still going to be able to get like Austin Eckler and Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. in the first round. So I would, yep. I would not target Alvin Kamara in the first round at all. Maybe in the second if I were picking late in the second round. Mm-hmm. Which, again, for our league that we do, I'm not. I'm picking early in the second round. So there should hopefully be a, some better running backs or wide receiver one option yeah. for me. Right down the flip. Yeah. Because we're in a 12-team league, right? 12-man mm-hmm. league or whatnot? Yep. So but continuing see, uh, down this, know, this list, some of the other guys uh, that are on it, Najee Harris again, uh, he's another dude that I really like him. A little mm-hmm. nervous about him. 
that offensive line not good, and now you've got a rookie quarterback or Mitch Trubisky in there, he's probably going to get a lot of touches, a lot of catches. I don't know if he's going to get a lot of yards and touchdowns. Yeah, that's it's difficult because it's like, how's an offense going to run through Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky, whoever the starter ends up being? I think it's fair to assume it's going to be Kenny Pickett, right? I mean, if you're drafting right there at twenty, you rolling him out, or you just like, we're going to let this guy, we're going to let this guy get some time to kind of learn and get used to the speed of the NFL. He's like thirty years old, so he that's what I was going to say. He's also like twenty six, so fucking get ready, my guy, or mm-hmm. be ready. He was supposed to be the most NFL ready, which is why they drafted, which, which is understandable. But even that is like. Does he like to dump the ball off to the running back, or is he just like a pff, small hands f you guys? Watch me zing this sucker. Doesn't matter how big my hands are. That's a forty yard dart to the defense. Yeah, like Kenny Cook. Everybody yeah. saying that one. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens with that one. Speaking of the quarterbacks, Colin Cowherd put has he did his top ten uh, yesterday as well. Um, I didn't think that there was anything too crazy about it. His list goes: Mahomes one, Josh Allen two, Tom Brady three, Aaron Rodgers four. And I think that he made some comments about Rodgers, too. I didn't watch or listen to his show yesterday mm-hmm. uh, about, like, you're losing Devontae Adams. You're another year older. And yep. so sustaining that is kind of the reason why he came in at four. Again, we've talked about it. That's kind of that's the top tier of quarterback in the NFL. And then there's another tier. He has it, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. I don't have a problem with that, with putting guys like Burrow and Herbert below Wilson in Stafford, mm-hmm. they're just—they're already kind of established. I think you kind of know what you're getting out of those guys, and then you know the Herbert versus Burrow kind of debate. We talked about that a little bit yesterday too. Uh, but nine and ten on his list, he goes nine Kyler Murray, ten Derek Carr. Yep. That I'm surprised to see Derek Carr in the top ten. And with the Collins predictions, it definitely or rankings here, excuse me, it definitely seems like a prediction of how they're going to do this next season, mm-hmm. especially if you're putting Derek Carr at ten. It also makes me question, where's Lamar Jackson at again? Another pe- another person leaves him on the list. How, I mean, wh- I'm now a Lamar Jackson fan? Who am I? What's going on here? I'm not upset by it, though. I'm kind of happy. Proud of myself. Hashtag growth. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I think that you do. You have to be able to admit and just be like, hey, you know what? He was better than I thought. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know what it is with Lamar Jackson. I think it's just, for me, he developed. He's developed as a player. He's not just, you know what I mean, running around anymore. He's going to sit back there and throw. He's going to put it in a tight window. He's going to put the ball down the field. That's what I like to see. And he opens up so much with his legs. Mm-hmm. Like with, you know, Peyton Manning, and be like, oh, his pre-snap stuff is so good. It, he you know knows when guys are going to be open. With Lamar Jackson, he opens up so much because it's like, oh, I've got to keep track of where he is. Yeah. Part of my responsibilities, especially if you're sitting in zones, like, oh, there's Lamar Jackson. He's already eight yards down the field. Yeah. This is going to be a problem. And I think it's in the back of the head of a, a lot of defenders. So, And again, like I said yesterday, I, I also just root for him. I like his style of play. I want it to be successful. Even as a Chiefs fan, I want to see Lamar Jackson because it's <laughs> exciting. Having him rush for you know, a 40-yard gain I think is one of the most exciting plays in football. You see Derrick Henry do it, it's like, oh, it's cool. We've kind of seen that before. There's other guys that yeah. can do it. You see a, a receiver, even Tyreek Hill type, I get the ball with the, um, after the catch, cool. But to watch a quarterback in the NFL do it, there's only a handful of guys that really can. Yeah, and it's how quickly he gets to the 40 yards. Like taking the snap, you know, dropping back, kind of scrambling a little bit, and then it's just like, see ya. It's also really nice that it's not my quarterback. 
Yes. So like when Mahomes <laughs> runs, I hold my breath and I'm like, just slide, like get down, get out of bounds, don't get hurt. With Lamar Jackson, it's like stay in bounds, dude. Like, not that I wish injury on him, but yeah. it's like I'm rooting for the exciting play. Not yeah. oh, we got to keep you healthy for 20 games. Run his ass over. <laughs> yeah, lower that shoulder. This will be fun. <laughs> don't be scared. You're right. <laughs> right. Just, you know, get let back it up. happen. Let it ride. Uh, but uh, you know, a couple different quarterbacks on there: Kyler Murray, Derek Carr. We talked about them yesterday. As well, uh, another quarterback, speaking of Colin Cowherd, uh, is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield did a little press conference today that I, I thought was, it was pretty bland. It, it was a lot of just boring speak. Usually mm-hmm. you get a little bit better sound bites from Baker, but I also feel like he's he was just being real. Uh, the one thing that I did take away from it is they were kind of asking him about grudges, and Baker Mayfield said that he tries not to hold grudges. Baloney. Let's do some self-reflecting. <laughs> All right, buddy. That is, you've built a career on grudges. Yeah, that's how you got Texas to be the Tech, number one Texas. Pick. <laughs> yes. Uh, the the uh, Kansas game. Hey, oh, that was just college stuff, by the way. Like the fact that Texas didn't offer him a scholarship, I think helped make Baker Mayfield who he was. Yes. And then even going back to the like, oh, I don't hold grudges. Within the same press conference, they asked him what number he was going to wear. And he said, I'm going to wear six. That's the number I was given as a walk-on. It's part of my story. So it's like, okay, so the walk-on part, you do hold a grudge. Yeah. You are pissed off that you didn't get a scholarship, yep. which you rightfully, like, you should be. It's fueled him <laughs> his entire career. I don't know why some people are like, no, I'm not a grudge guy. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> like, it, it's okay for the grudge to also be the same thing as, like, the chip on your shoulder. Right. It, the grudge almost gives you something to play and fight for. Now, some people just hear the word grudge and are just like, oh, man, like maybe it's a little too derogative. You know, it's just like, ah, it just sounds really bad. Like, it's not a grudge. Hey, it's man, just we a see chip. You. <laughs> we, yeah. we know who you are. You've been in the league for five years. <laughs> We've seen you argue with Colin Coward live on TV and on radio before. Uh-huh. Like, we get it. And you guys have held that bickerment back and forth and had conversations. Or it's Baker Mayfield. Seen, uh, screenshots where people have been critical of him. And he's taken screenshots of it and been like, yep, I'm holding on to this. Yeah. Hey, so be the grudge guy. It's Bulletin board you. material, chip on your shoulder, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. grudges. I did think he did a really good job of answering the Sam Darnold type questions of like, yeah, I know him. It's great. Can't wait to be in the locker room with him. Can't wait to be in the quarterback room with him, which is, again, kind of what we've been talking about, too, of like these two should be pushing each other. But I also think that it can be a friendly competition sort of speak, to where it's like, hey, best guy wins, like no hard feelings. And it feels like you're going to get that, which has got to be a pretty ideal situation. I don't know how I feel about that because at the same time, it's like you guys are both fighting for to keep your careers alive mm-hmm. in the NFL as a starter. So if you go into it as like friendly buddy-buddy, and I know you're going to have – there's still going to be the competition aspect of it and stuff. But I'd almost rather just be like, hey, like it's my job. You know what I mean? Like, Baker's like, it's my job to lose. Sam Donald's like, it's already been my job. He's going to have to take it from me. Like, I'd almost like to hear that. Now, you don't want it to reach a point where it's a distraction in the offseason. That's what people are talking about as your team's getting ready for the season and you're trying to figure things out for the Panthers because things look a lot worse, you know, than they do good right now. Things, yeah, are very much bad, (laughs) more so than they are good for the Carolina Panthers, speaking of today. But I do think it can be interesting. I also think it just kind of comes down to the point of, if Baker is a starter, what do you do with Sam? If Sam is a starter, what do you do with Baker? Yeah, I think you're just at a position now. July 12th, happy Amazon Prime Day. Yeah, did you get anything, you by the keep, way? I have not. 
I haven't either. I looked earlier and I was just like, man, I don't, I don't just ever hop. I hear people say all the time, like, man, I hopped on Amazon and I just randomly bought this. Mm-hmm. I'm, that, I, I'm not just a search to be like, ooh, I want to spend my money today. What yeah. do like? What can I just randomly come across? So if I'm walking I've, through, I've a, been known to. I've been known to maybe have some adult beverages and then be like, why is this on my doorstep? Which reminds me, I have an Amazon package on my doorstep. <laughs> oh man! And it rained today. Tell the truth, Tuesday. I was very excited about that rain. Yeah, it. I woke it's up. It's not this rained morning. here in like six weeks. When I woke up, I was just kind of sitting there in the living room, and I was just like, "Huh?" Oh, like, and I was just like, "Is it going to rain?" I'm not a I was farmer. Like, Let's go. But, yeah, the the yard was starting to look a little brown. Yep. And it's like I don't want to. I don't want to have to go out there and water it. Hey, thank you, God. We needed the rain, bub. <laughs> we needed the rain. You delivered. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Speaking of delivered, Roper Kia, always delivering. Uh, Go check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us at Mike Dubs, you get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Another thing I do is I've also been just randomly looking at vehicles. Really? Yeah. Just be like, what's out there? There was some cool stuff on the lot. I hear you. I drive a, a Dodge F one fifty F one fifty fifteen hundred. Wow, <laughs> it's a it's a mix. Yeah. The driver's side is an F one fifty. It's a pug mix, a, you know. You just not really sure. Yeah. It, it, it's real cool, two tone. Uh, but they've got, they've got some cool stuff on the lot. Definitely check it out. Uh, again, an easy buying experience there at Roper Kia. Absolutely. Next up, another great easy buying experience is Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website, there's no hidden fees when you go to check out like some of their competitor sites. So you don't have to worry about that, which is very nice. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you visit the site and see what they have on there currently and what the reserved auctions are this week. So like I said, not a matter of if, matter of when you visit Gunspot.com. Uh, randomly buying some mini helmets, been known to do that. <laughs> I do have a couple. I have a list too. Uh, birthday's coming up in a couple months. If anybody wants to get me one, but I I will hop on Amazon every once in a while just to be like, what do I want? Yeah. What like what's out there? And sometimes I'll stumble across like things that I didn't even know I needed, like mini football helmets. <laughs> that's how that whole thing got started. It's just browsing and then be like, oh, that's cool. I should get one. So maybe it's just maybe because I'm not on Amazon enough to where they're giving me good browsing options. Yep, it, it's because it when I uh, hop on there, I just like know exactly what I need, and then mm-hmm. I'll go through like. Or that if I product. see an Amazon ad on Instagram, I'll click on it. Really? If I like it, yeah, just so they know, like, yeah, show me more of that. <laughs> My like when I've had a few adult beverages and I start to scroll social media and stuff, and I see some targeted ads, that's when I've been known to buy something. Like I bought a one man tent because I was just messed up in bed one night and there, there was this targeted ad from like this company called <laughs> battle box subscriptions oh. i got one i signed up for 20 bucks and i got a, a free single man tent and it's just like an assortment of camping gear that you need like equipment you know just tools stuff to make it easier went through two boxes got my single man tent i was just like i nice. i'm not a camper no. like i've never just been like i'm hopping up in the uh, key I mean, optima going to a campground how long and you i'm just in hanging up two years Two years. So before that, like two years, we've been hanging out pretty regularly four years now. Yeah, never once have I been like, what are you doing this weekend, Austin? I might go camping. Never once have the words come out of my mouth. Do I like to go hiking? Yes. Will I hit a trail? Sure. Are you afraid to to camp with like the animals and people? You're a little... 
Um, I don't know if I'd say skittish. I mean, you put me in that situation, you're gonna make me sound like a little baby back. Whatever. Yeah, there's a, there's a worry of like, hey, there's this guy by himself on the camping trail. Let's mess with it. And people be like, ah, oh, you're a big guy. You don't have to worry about it. Like, you know, you hear people say like, ah, oh, you know, you don't have to worry about like walking out by yourself at night. Bish, yes, I do. My friends will hide in my car and scare me. When I yeah. get in my car now, first place I look, back seat. You're welcome. Yeah, when I'm walking at night, I don't unless I'm walking back from the bar because that's a smart decision. We'll fix that. I'm seeing some homeless people across the street. I'm Maybe looking at them. Maybe you should the give them your tent. One man tent. Big country is the nickname. Are you fitting in a one man tent? That's a pretty good sized tent. I have a three man tent, and I'm telling you, it's not. It is a one man tent. The one thing that does like it's not like a tall tent. It's just like almost right. like a sleeping bag, and it just pitches up a little bit like at the head, so there's like enough room there. So it's almost one of those like it would be pretty well like. I shouldn't say hidden, but it would be just like a subtle camping type of site. Yeah, I'm a hidden. Yeah. <laughs> I went camping one time. I think it was I was still in high school and because that's where we could go and have our adult beverages. Yeah. And uh, a car pulled up with like two or three other guys. And not a car, it was a truck with a camper shell on the back of it. And they didn't they didn't pull out a tent, they didn't start fire. Nothing. They rolled up at like it was almost dark, so maybe like nine ish, eight thirty, nine ish. Didn't set up a tent, did nothing, just stood there. They were drinking beer and just staring at us the whole time. It was like, what are these guys doing? It was only us and them out there. That was really weird and frightening. Yeah. Like, why? Why are they here? What, I, what's the vibes here? Yeah. yeah. I think they must have just been like out there to just drink beer and hang out. They ended up leaving. They didn't even stay there. So I don't make maybe that was their their drinking spot. Yeah. But it was creepy. Especially as a, a younger kid, where you like thought I was gonna get murdered by some randos. <laughs> Still live to tell about it, though. Yeah, I'm happy you are. Like I've seen, I've heard camping stories where the there was a couple they went camping, and they're laying in a tent, and all of a sudden they hear someone rustling around outside of the tent, and then someone threw a rock, like a big, like heavy sized rock, like right where their heads were at the tent, and it missed them. And after that, they just like opened the tent and just like took off running. And I was like, man, I don't want to be in that spot, you know, or like if I left out a snack or something and like a coyote or something comes up and starts eating it. And I'm just sitting in this tent, like what's that noise out there and pop my head up and that coyote is like, shit, you ever watch that's alone? a bigger snack right there. Huh? Have you ever watched alone? No, I haven't. That's a pretty good show. Yeah. It's on like the history channel. Again, me and the history channel, but there you'll get bears right outside your tent. Yeah, like that. I don't have to worry about that around here, but still, like, yeah, bobcat or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's probably like the scariest thing. We have black bears, though. Yeah, not very many. There's a couple around here, and they can't be known to be aggressive. I would shit my pants if I like unzipped the tent. Like, hey, what is that on the outside? Yeah, and it's just like staring back at you. It's like, (laughs) uh, yeah, or it could be like a turkey. (laughs) Yeah, early in the morning. Yep. Who knows? I think my daughter squirrel like, right outside the tent. Like, uh, they would have to protect me against the turkey. <laughs> have you seen those TikTok trends where it's like, "Hey, get your shoes on! I have to go fight this person." Yes, are you I'm gonna do that do with that. your girls? I'm going to. Okay, I don't know. They're not going to believe me because I'm just such a bullshitter. So they're just yeah. going to be like, "Nope, you're lying." You're going to have to get in like that Shaquille and Neil mindset, where, like where you just get mad at something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set it up. Yeah, like you yeah, have to sound like you're actually annoyed oh, mad. Like, hey, this guy's been talking trash on Twitter. Yeah. He said he's in town. He's ready to fight, but he's got two daughters. 
I'm going to need you to kick their ass. <laughs> Please just set, put your phone up. Don't hold your phone right, to that yeah. one. You got to hide it. And that's <laughs> going to be like, ooh. I don't know how they're going to respond. I feel like one of them will be like, yes, and the other one's going to be hesitant. And then it's just like, which one leads the more like, okay, let's do it. Or more like, okay, dad, like maybe let's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I'm going to do it. Um, another thing happening. I thought we had more time to talk about this. Honestly, I saw the news yesterday that Pete Alonzo had signed up for the home run derby. And I thought, okay, let's talk about that later in the week. That's, that's mm-hmm. exciting. You're starting to get participants. And then, like yesterday, last night, pretty much everybody has just come out and decided, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in. If I'm healthy, <laughs> yeah. I'm playing. I'm hitting." Yeah, which is really cool. I, I thought we were going to talk about it on like Friday's episode. <laughs> uh, I was going to do like a top five like people you want to see in the home run derby. Maybe we still do. <laughs> um, but the candidates, even today, Kyle Schwarber also announced he was going to be in it. Um, so far, this is what you've got: you've got Pete Alonso, Ronald Acuna Jr., Juan Soto, Kyle Schwarber. And Albert Pujols. <laughs> that one I'm excited about, actually. I think I saw that last night or this morning. And I was like, hey, that's actually pretty neat. We're going to get Albert Pujols in the home run derby one last time. One last ride. Yeah. He's done it before. I don't necessarily remember how well he's done in the past. I can't imagine that he is a, like a home run derby champ. Because, I mean, so many of his home runs, he's got like, what, 685? So many of them are like... It's good technical hitting. It's not like I yeah. have so much power. Check this out. I mean, he's one of the greatest hitters. I think of our generation, he's the greatest hitter. You can and including Mike Trout on that. Yeah. You know, what Albert Pujols was able to do for that ten year run in St. Louis was incredible. And is somehow it's become underrated. Dude has over six hundred home runs. Yes. It, it's with a, no steroid use. It feels like thing. he just kind of disappeared in LA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a rough start. I mean, I remember that they have him a counter on, like, how many games has it been since Albert Pujols hit a home run? Yeah, hey, but you guys just kind of lay off the guy. <laughs> Adding pressure here in baseball, probably not the best idea. It was the only thing baseball <laughs> right. had to talk about. It was like, hey, he signed this huge 12-year contract to leave St. Louis and go with the Angels, and he's not hitting home runs. Mm-hmm. I wonder what would have happened if he would have stayed in St. Louis. If he still would have had that fall off, or if it was just a, you know, a new environment or whatever. Yeah. I like to imagine that he still would have been great had he stayed in St. Louis. Yeah. Maybe that's because we're in Missouri. But I I think you'd be probably one of the most decorated players. I think he'd have over 700 home runs easily. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If he stayed in St. Louis. And even now he it, well, he never transitioned to the DH. Like yeah. back in the day when he left the Cardinals, I thought, "Okay, yeah, go to the American League. That's a place where you can go and you can be a DH." He never really did it though. Yeah. He's doing it now, but now he can in St. Louis. But I always thought he would, and he, he never did. He wanted to play the field. Um, as far as other guys that uh, we would like to see in the home run derby, there are a couple candidates out there, but I, they're hurt or they've already declined. Yeah. And that's Aaron Judge. I think he's already declined and said, no, thanks, don't want to do it again. Bryce Harper, he's been battling that elbow injury. Mm-hmm. And, well, he got hit on the hand. Yeah, right? he's declined. Vlad Jr., he's declined as well. And then uh, another guy that I really wanted to see was Jordan Alvarez, but he also recently got hurt. So I think you can count him out as well. But a guy that I would like to see is Byron Buxton. It, when he mm-hmm. was coming up, he was regarded as like, okay, we've got another Mike Trout. He's a five-tool player, yeah. and it's never really worked out for him. 
but he's having a pretty good year this year. He's got 23 home runs. So I would like to see what he can do. A lot of that natural power. Throw him in there. See what he can do. See how many uh, these home runs he can run into. Again, right there, he's uh, tied for sixth. 23 home runs on the season so far. He's He would be my first, like, okay, let's get him in next. He would be my first call. Yep. And this is not going to be a big name, but I just kind of want to see another big guy in there who's just designed to hit home runs, like a Luke Voigt. <laughs> like, that is just a big old dude. Yeah. And he hasn't hit, like, a ton this year, but it's still just like, I don't know, maybe, you know, kind of hit something there. Maybe something will happen where it's like, hey, okay, this will actually works out. Just coming here to hit bombs. I, I think like something that like too. that would be fun. I also think like if you have Aaron Judge and Vlad Jr., I wish the MLB would be like, "Hey, you guys are healthy. There's no reason for you to not do this. We like we as a league need this. Like we need yep. you guys in the home run derby." And I wish basketball would do the same thing with like the dunk contest. Like, "Hey, we uh, we like Michael or excuse me, LeBron James. You, you're in the dunk contest. <laughs> you're you're too much of a high flyer. You're too impressive doing it pregames and stuff. We've seen other clips." You're doing this. Like I just wish they would almost force the players. Like this is required that you do it. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of these all-star games. But, and and, that, and that used just... to be a thing, even with the home run derby and the dunk contest too. It's like a rite of passage. Like okay, you're the next up and comer in the NBA. Go win the dunk contest. Yeah. Or even just like participating. We're gonna let you win. <laughs> yes. You know, but like it went from guys like um, Dr. J, Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. And then when it got time for LeBron, he was like, no, I'm good. The fact that he never participated in a dunk contest, that's pretty disappointing. Yeah. Because I think he could have been the greatest of all time. Oh, for sure. It would have right been electric. With Vince Carter. I mean, he's, just, he's so athletic. He's such a jumper. Mm-hmm. He, I think he did the McDonald's All-American one, and he had some pretty creative things there, too. But I mean, his blend of power and athleticism... I don't think that we've ever seen or would have seen anything like it for him. But, you know, same with the home run derby. It used to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it every year. But they still have some great names in there. I'm actually – I'm pretty impressed with the guys that have already come out and said, yeah, we're doing it. For Ronald Acuna and Juan Soto to be in there, that's very exciting. I did not expect either one of those guys. Yep, I'm right there with you. Having Pete Alonso, that felt like, a yep, he's going to come in and try to win, (laughs) like, his third – I think yeah, he won it last year. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, but for Ronald Acuna and Juan Soto, that's going to be huge too. Kyle Schwarber, he's been crushing the ball. He's another one of those Luke Voigt, just like big, naturally strong guys. Yep. And I'm with you on the Luke Voigt stuff. I had to interview him once for Stick to Football, and that dude is a riot. <laughs> like he's he's not playing a character. If you've ever seen any of his stuff, like interviews or anything like that, uh-huh. he is he is like he should work for Barstool when he's done playing. <laughs> he's that kind of personality. He's a, he's a good personality. He's a good time. Um, a couple other little news and notes here is the the Richard Jefferson thing. I don't know if you got to see much of it last night. I was uh-huh. kind of watching some of it this morning. He went out and he did a volunteer referee for a quarter of a summer league game. I found it pretty entertaining, and I I, I think it's going to give even some of these you know TV media personality types. It's going to give you a little bit of perspective. Yeah, I almost wish they would let. They need to do this more often. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I kind of hope this becomes a thing. We're like, hey, we'll let you come ref a quarter. 
<laughs> learn what you need to learn. See Kendrick like, Perkins out there too. Get the, exactly. Like Charles Barkley would be hysterical. And like the banter back and forth with players, you know that's going to happen. I mean, Richard Jefferson did it yesterday. And it's just you get some of those discussions and calls with him. It's like, hey, this is actually a lot of fun. This is It's cool to see like on the floor type of like banter back and forth. I wish the NBA would do that. I wish they had more mic'd up interactions. And I know they curse a lot in basketball, but at the same time, I don't care. That's awesome. Because if you got a player shooting a basketball and you hear Carmelo Anthony go, that's some weak-ass bullshit, and he grabs a rebound and goes, that's entertaining. That's fun. Like, even with baseball, the other night, they, uh, I think it was the Yankees-Red uh, Sox game. They had an outfielder mic'd up. I don't remember the name. Excuse me. But something happened. Like, the there was a foul ball, and it hit the umpire, and he hears your action. Like, oh, not my guy, Larry. And he, like, tries to go, like, take care of him and, like, just check in on him and see how he's doing. And they realize it's still a live play, and he's just, like, running around. And it's like, I think that is just, it brings. I didn't see that one like the personality and more interactions to the game. Like it just helps you learn who these players really are instead of just being like a, well, this guy's a shitty hitter this year. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude going through some stuff. It's just, you know, it's a little bit of a slump. We'll be fine. Yeah. I did. Even with the Richard Jefferson, there's a three point attempt and he didn't put his hand up to signify like, Oh, this is a three. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's made. And he was even like, yeah, I, I missed that one. That one was on me. I, I do think it gives you perspective. It's pretty difficult to do. Yeah. I think refing an NBA game, a basketball game, might be the hardest one to do. Oh, I couldn't imagine refing bas- like high-level basketball games, like that speed of play. That's moving so fast. I mean, shit, even me voluntarily doing it at like, the alumni tournaments and stuff, like just to help out, mm-hmm. that's hard. Like there's just You get all these bodies congested down low, and it's just like, I can't see what the hell is going on. And then you see or hear a smack, and you're like, I actually don't know whose hand that was. <laughs> Where did it come from? And you point at someone, and you're like, I'm not even freaking there. These, these refs, it's like a foul on five, and you know, the person will be like, what? I wasn't even around. What are you, I was in the corner. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, I'm on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the that actually happened to me in high school. Down. They they called a foul on a buddy of mine. He was like, he got called out of the game two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's 33, not 13. Figure it out. Yep. I, t- I almost got a tech one time sitting on the bench because the ref thought I was running my mouth. It was a coach. It was a coach <laughs> running his mouth. And I'm just sitting there like silent, exhausted. And they're like, one more word out of you, 23, and that's tech, something stupid like that. And I'm like, me? You're talking to, to me? Because I, I was a little bit mouthy, more mouthy than I probably should have been for a high school <laughs> player. But it was like, I, in that moment, I had not said a word, a single word. I'm just sitting there, just came off the floor, tired, exhausted, mm. can't talk. And it's like, I about got teed up. And then immediately, I, I, am I going to get suspended? Like, what's the rule? I don't know. Yeah. But I do think it would be very difficult as a, as a basketball ref. Mm-hmm. Baseball is definitely the easiest one. Yeah, for sure. The only, like, questionable ones would just be, like, the bang-bang plays at first. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, ooh, foot or glove. And at this point, you yeah. can kind of replay it where, like, you're safe. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. But even other than that, like, balls and strikes, maybe it's getting more difficult now with the robot umps or whatever. Yeah. But for the most part, I think baseball people still recognize like, oh, okay, I've got my strike zone. This is like how I'm calling it. Like mm-hmm. you just have to bear with me. This guy's throwing yep. 105. I'm 65 years old trying to figure out if it's a ball or a strike. Like <laughs> running down the field or yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I'm sorry. My mind went to football where it's just like, yeah, that's a 65 year old ref running down the field with Jonathan Taylor and the rest of the defense chasing after him. I like, think seeing and calling a football game would be the easiest. Also the scariest. Oh, like being in the middle of the field? No chance. No way would I sign up to do that. Yeah. I can't believe there were refs that were like just standing right behind the linebackers in front of the safeties. 
Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Yep. Like, I get why you got to be there, but like, ugh. Yeah. Sometimes I, you're not getting out of the way. Even as a coach on the sidelines, sometimes, if that ball carrier started to come our way, it's like, I'm bailing, guys. I'm not standing here and getting yeah. taken out. I'm not able to jump over these guys. I'm not able to move fast enough. I'm going to be in the stands by the time they get to the hash mark. <laughs> I'm out of here. Even those high school kids, it was 5A, and pretty talented high school uh, around here. But I even watching those kids move as fast as they were. Again, fastest kid out there was maybe running a four six. That's pretty fast. Four seven, you know. Uh, but to watch them move that fast, I can't imagine doing it in the NFL. Fast. Some people don't realize that. Incredibly yeah. fast. And it, again, to, to do it at the the college level, any mm-hmm. college level, or the pro level would literally be terrible. It really would be like. <laughs> Trying to focus on, like, is that a hold? Uh, you know, what's the I would love doing? to just be on the sideline for an NFL game. Like, where the coach is saying, like, I want to hear that. I want to hear the interactions on the side. Like, I just want to go be, like, a water boy or a towel boy one time in my life for an NFL game. Maybe before the age of 30, so I don't feel like I'm too out of place. I was going to say, maybe you could just, like, get a media pass and you wouldn't have to be the towel That'd boy. Be a, no, I <laughs> mean, like, if this you're the your towel This is your fantasy, so you can do it. <laughs> but, like, to be, like, a towel boy or water boy or ball boy, like, I mean, you get to just hear the players, like, talk to each other. You know what I mean? On the sideline or, like, the reaction is like a certain play. Like, I just think that would be cool. Or, like, the way the coaches are talking to each other and the interactions there, I think that would be the cool part and the transitions and the dead periods where, like, as a fan, you're like, okay, we're on like a media break or there is a timeout. What are those conversations? That's what I want to hear. That's what I think would be cool, especially at like the NFL level. Yeah, I do. Th- uh, one sport that we haven't discussed yet is hockey. Oh. I mean, just to being able to have to check the box of can you skate fast? <laughs> hey, how about this There's box? So many can you skate? <laughs> immediately, I, I'm a no. I can't do it. I might know all the rules, love hockey, but if I can't ice skate, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> So I, I do think that one would also be intimidating. And being the hockey guy that I am watching the the playoffs this year, it's like when the puck comes around on the bend on yeah. the corners or whatever, and the the ref has to like jump yes. over it and then skate down the ice, and you have to worry about getting smashed yourself. You have to break up yep. fights. Hockey is the toughest. <laughs> We've been sleeping on hockey. You've got a puck flying 100 miles an hour through the air. And you've got to be like, oh, I'm watching for another <laughs> Oh, a stick went too high. <laughs> I really hope this one doesn't take out my <laughs> teeth as well. Oh, by the way, this six foot four, two hundred and forty pound guy, he's about to start a fight. Yeah, and he's six four on his feet. He's now six seven, six eight on skates. Get me out of <laughs> yeah. here. Oh, by the way, skates are real sharp. <laughs> yes. That's what like, even when I went ice skating for the first time and I I told the story here before, it was like yeah, I sweated my ass off. It was so much more exhausting than I expected it to be. It was also the fact that I just had this internal fear that I was going to slip and fall and try and catch myself, and someone else was going to skate by and just say goodbye to my fingers. Take your finger off. There it is. Thanks, six-year-old. Uh-huh. Glad you can skate. I'm screwed. <laughs> right. So uh, you can let us know. I put the Twitter poll up of what the toughest one is going to be, but honestly, I don't know what's going on with Twitter because it keeps changing back and forth on how many votes have been cast and who's winning <laughs> that vote i my vote is going towards hockey though i feel like that's fair as soon as i started thinking about everything that goes on with it even with football it's like okay did that guy step out of bounds i'm 30 feet away but i'm gonna mm-hmm. make the call and if it's wrong we're just going to review i'll be fine i'll take us another five minutes to get a, a good quick breather mm-hmm. 
And as far as even refs in the NFL, like how many names do you actually know of those guys? Say that again. How many referee names do you know in the NFL? Because I'm watching, realistically, two, three games every single yeah. Sunday. And I know Ed Hockley's son. I don't even know what his first name is. I don't is. either. That, he might be the only one I know. I'm sure if I see him, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm fami- like that's a familiar face. I'm aware. Mm-hmm. But like first name or just name basis, I'm not. I'll be honest. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Yep. But as soon as I see like Angel Hernandez is up in a game, I'm like, oh, Son Christ. Of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? This We're guy. screwed. Again. <laughs> right. Uh, so, again, you can go to our Twitter. Let us know what you guys are thinking there. One more item before we get to our Tell the Truths. Uh, the Texans released their new red helmets today. I saw a lot of people giving them love. I don't like Really? Them. Yeah, oh, I shoot, don't. I liked that. I thought it was pretty neat. I like the bright red, though. I mean... I need to see, yeah, like you talked about Louisville yesterday, and that's what they reminded mm-hmm. me of, like the chrome-style red. I need to see it uh, in a better look. Like, I mm-hmm. get it. They're, like, released today. Everything when they bad. show us these jerseys, they need to show us what it's going to look like on game day. Because when you, see the, I, I saw, when you yeah. see the Rams jerseys first come out, we're like, those are freaking hideous. And then you see them on TV, and you're like, okay, that actually doesn't look bad. You see the Chargers uniforms, like, hey, that looks stellar. You see it on TV, and it's like, ah, that's a little much. Yep. Uh, Texas fans have been a little unhappy for years now because their jerseys aren't a true like, mm-hmm. burnt orange, which I get. And even that, uh, there was a lot of people, they've kind of done some tinkering to their uniforms this uh, summer. And it's like, okay, wait, we need to see it in yeah. the sunlight. Not the edited video with the filters and all this other stuff. What's it going to actually look like on the field? Because that is a, a thing within the Texas community of that's not that's not our yeah. team color. <laughs> Make it burnt orange. Go back to the burnt orange roots of it. And with the Texans, I did kind of notice, I think the helmet might be a different color than the jersey, which would be terrible. Yeah, that would be. If that red if is not the... Red. I didn't really yeah. think of it like that. So that might make things tough. Yeah, But again, you got to see it in real... You've life. ruined the... I, I'm not going to put the blame on you, but like Cowboys jerseys now do not look good to me because I never noticed the difference in blue on the pants, the jersey, and the helmet. It's like that's yep. figured out. I got a targeted ad type thing the other day. It was a TikTok video of people talking about it, <laughs> too. I don't know how more people haven't noticed yeah, I just, it. I guess it's, it's because they wear their white jerseys all the yeah. time. But, I mean, it's very evident when they switch and they wear their blue jerseys, which are actually like a navy blue. And then the star on the helmet is like a true, uh, what I would call royal mm-hmm. blue. Their socks as well, the stripes yep. on the pants. It's like none of this matches. How did you guys screw this up? So who badly? did the colors? And it was just like they right. won't notice. And it's been, I mean, since I can remember. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why. So it's not even like, oh, this is a Nike problem when they switch to Nike jerseys. It's a Cowboys problem. It's a Jerry Jones problem. You know what? Honestly, it might predate Jerry Jones. Really? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. So we know, just like need someone to do some like 70s, 80s. research and deep dive onto it to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it definitely needs changed. One thing that doesn't need changed is that happy hour at Club Six Hundred Nine. Check it out from two o'clock until eight o'clock every weekday, and on Saturdays, eleven a.m. until eight p.m. 
for that happy hour. Uh, great appetizers, two-for-one drink specials, and $2 draft pours. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They have been here for a while, so they know what they're doing. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. It's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change or your tire service. If you're here in the four-state area, make sure to get that taken care of right here at Downtown Lube. And a couple things from the chat. Bryce says, can we admit that we only know Ed Hockley because he had some Python? Yeah, that's arms. very true. 100%. Yeah. If he were not ripped out, even like his son, whose name I don't know, I know that it's Ed Hockley's son because he looks mm-hmm. like Ed Hockley. And because I mean, the guy got ripped over us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. what he did. But I remember he seeing it as a kid like on TV. And I was like, holy cow, that ref's arms are massive. I think there's yeah. another ref yeah. well, in the NFL the who has, like, massive arms. He's kind of old there. It's not Ed Hockley. There's one more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of became yeah. a thing after. It was like, Ed. oh, we need big arms to sit here and call, like, a holding call. And as soon as they, like, do the point and you see, like, how deep their tricep goes and the bicep, and you're just it? like, yeah. not arguing with this I don't know why guy. it took decades to be like, wait, our referees should be in shape so they can run with these top-notch <laughs> yeah. athletes. Not grandpa <laughs> down the street I mean, I who's uh, his- not using his walker today. Yeah, I can remember as a kid that just like old ass men being out there, being like, "How are you running up and down the field with Emmett?" Really not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and also uh, again from the chat, soccer might be the easiest to ref. Seems like it. I don't know how much running. Yeah, I you're think actually they only have like one or two out there. I think there's one on I, the field. I'm not a soccer. Guy. And then there's the line judges on the side to catch the offsides mm-hmm. for hockey. And the only thing they do is just raise a flag if it's offsides. Yeah. And uh, Jake says, uh, I say it all the time, but the Raiders need a matte black helmet. Yes, they do. Yes. They need to look and see what the Saints did and been like, yeah, we're going to have our own. I would love that. I think that'd be sick. Yep. A lot of people uh, obviously do the mock-ups of every team's uniform. But I think that one came out last summer or the summer before. It was like, this is what it would look like if the Raiders had Mm -hmm. a black helmet. And it was one of the best helmets I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life. It was just absolutely if they just went beautiful. like all black for a night game, like that'd be insane. Like just mm-hmm. a blackout game, but whoo, buddy. Yeah, yeah. The black and silver obviously is the traditional thing, but now as we move to you know teams having different helmets and stuff like that, I I do think it would be cool. And even like that, I think the Texans and the Falcons maybe even they were just like, hey, this is what we're gonna do mm-hmm. for one game. All right, cool. I you should probably mix it up a little <laughs> bit more, but for one game, like you said, do a yeah. blackout. Or the Raiders wear their black helmets or whatever. Um, tell the truth, Tuesdays for you guys, though. Last night I said, I'm going to get back into The yep. Bachelorette. I'm going to watch. There's two of them. It's on at 7. I didn't have anything to do. They have two ladies this yep. year, this season. I made it roughly 25 minutes in before I had to turn it off. It is remarkably worse than it is than I ever Really? Remember. It is so bad. It's so corny. I, you know, even yesterday I was like, oh, maybe they've changed some things. Maybe it's different. Jesse Palmer's uh-huh. going to be on it. It is, it is still just the stupid, corny, gimmicky stuff of like, oh, okay, let's uh, introduce each other or let's you know get to know each other. It's so like the guys would step out of the limo and then they all have to do something stupid. Yes. They all have some little stupid poem song. One dude had like a six foot party sub. I don't know why. Uh, one dude brought headphones. Is like, here, I want to talk to you, but not let the other girl hear it. 
which was kind of creative, but at the same time, to me, it was like, you're about to lie to one of them. You've already said the deal. Yeah. You don't want the other girl to hear this. <laughs> so it was weird. And the fact that there's two of them, I thought maybe it'd be cool. It's confusing. I don't know who either one of them are. <laughs> do you get like, make, do they look similar enough where you get kind of mix, mixed up? Or mixed? No. That one is uh, has darker hair. One is blonde. Okay. So it is at least easy to be like, oh, okay, Switched I can tell girls, you yeah. apart immediately. And I think one is a little bit taller than the other. I, I only watched 25 <laughs> minutes or so. But it was it was yeah. so bad. I, I turned it off. I didn't watch it at all. So I, I was waiting for your review. I, so I, good hey, for played you. it smart. Look at me go. <laughs> it was such a waste of my time. It, which leads me kind of into segue here. Botox. Can we just have an honest conversation that it's not good? <laughs> it's no like everyone knows. So I, I know a lot of people that are not even in their 30s yet that are like, I'm going and I'm getting Botox. Yes. I feel like after about five years of getting Botox, everyone knows you've had Botox and it's not working for you. <laughs> so I just, I don't understand why people are still like, oh, I'm going to go do it. Wrinkles are not that unattractive. I mean, it's just – Just deal with it a little bit. I get it. Yeah. Like, you do you. You want to stop the aging process. But I do feel like with Botox, again, back to The Bachelorette, one of them is definitely – taking a lot of Botox. And it's a fact where, like, your face the immediate you response is like, I don't do it for you, I do it for me. Like, honey, I get that, but, like, I'm telling you. Yeah, this is not working yeah, for, for you. you, it's just, like, your forehead should not be this flat. Mm-hmm. Like, you're One smiling, the- and your eyebrows haven't yes, moved. don't move. Or, like, your lips was- won't. Like, or your lips are just too big. I just, uh-huh. and I don't know, maybe it's just me. Like, I just like the natural beauty, you know, or you just... And I know for some girls, they just they don't like that or they don't appreciate it or they just don't see that and they do it for them. That's fantastic. Do your thing, sweetheart. Be happy because that's what life's all about. Just don't overdo it. Like that's where you got to have someone who's just going to be honest with you and it's like, hey, you looked fine before. The little bit that you did was good. Now you've kind of reached a point where it's like maybe you should stop or slow down because when you decide to stop going to Botox and doing it and all that just wrinkles come back, it's going to be like, whoa, what the hell happened to you? Yeah, I, you can go from <laughs> smooth forehead to people like, out there. Uh, eight wrinkles. Maybe there's some people out there where it is like well, I've done a really good job, and you can't tell that I've had yes. Botox. Maybe there is. I can also just like run into people and be like, eh, "Not yeah. good." And I don't mean people on TV. I mean people out and about to be like, "You need yep. to stop. Stop going. It's not worth it." You've peaked. You've hit a point to where now every time you get a Botox shot is making you less attractive. Again, maybe it's for you. It's mm-hmm. not for me. Whatever. I don't care. But at some point, there needs to be an intervention of you're downgrading yourself. <laughs> it can't be for you anymore because you look less attractive. <laughs> you look like uh, like a porcelain doll yes. or a puppet. Your face. And again, the girl from The Bachelorette, there's at least one of them. She was trying to like smile and laugh at some of these dudes and some of the stuff, and it's like your face isn't moving at all. It's not moving. Eyebrows weren't. Mouth would move a little bit, like it would widen, but you could, it looks like it hurts when some of these. Yeah, because her face just is like, ah. like oh my <laughs> yeah. cheeks. It's like, are you being tortured? <laughs> yeah. Did you actually find that? Honey, funny? blink twice this if you need help. Laugh? I can't. <laughs> my eyes are glued. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh-huh. this is what yeah. I look like all the time. So maybe just. Be willing to have those conversations yeah. with your friends. I wouldn't. It's not for me. 
If you got Botox and it looked horrible, I'd tell you every day how great you look. Whatever. No, I would. Yeah, you would. You definitely would. And I'd be like, oh, it looks bad. And then I would just stop getting Botox. (laughs) I like to make fun of you for the things that you wear. Yeah, that's just. What I'm wearing today, fun. If you lose your hair, I never said anything. Because I feel like that's like a real insecurity. When I was losing my hair, I started hanging out with you guys when I was bald. And then I came in one day and had hair, and you said, oh, wow, you have hair. And I was like, that's the nice thing anyone has said to me in a long time. And then when I lost the bet, it was like, hey, man, maybe you ought to just shave your head. But, yeah, yeah even even then it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to make fun of this guy for losing that's his true. hair. Because I would never. But when you lost the bet, it was like, hey, maybe shave yeah. your head instead of your beard. <laughs> Which I, was like a friendly recommendation. And it has helped out. It was this because I look at those pictures. Back then, it was like, man, that was just wasn't happening anymore. Just wasn't me. <laughs> it, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, what, what is your tough? Uh, my first one is the uh, the fact that I watched a video over the weekend. I think it might have been Sunday morning or Saturday morning. Um, I'm just scrolling through, and there's this guy who used to be a golf coach for Tiger Woods, and he, I think his name's like Hank Hanley or something like that. Uh, but he's got this huge, long advertising video that says, I can fix your slice in five minutes. Easy as that absolutely free i have experience you know i've helped over like fourteen thousand customers here are the reviews this is what i've done here's my experience all you gotta do is click on this video go to my website click on the ad go to his website i start watching the video and the first red flag i should have just picked up on was the fact that there wasn't an opportunity or the option to just move to the end of the video or see how long the video was he told me who he was his experience, who he's taught, how many people he's helped, how simple it is to fix it, the simple mistakes that people have are the reasons why they continue to slice or hook the ball over time, and then how they never slice again after these simple steps. That's about seven or eight Never reasons. again? It, <laughs> That's a pretty bold statement. It is because never of just the, the way they tell the t- he tells you, and it's the fact like as soon as you do this five-minute lesson, your, your next hit off the tee will go straight. So like like that's not let's just say ten reasons or ten points that he has. He mentioned those same ten points, ten different ways in the video, and I watched it for fifteen minutes, never got the fucking answer. And that's my oh, tell the really? truth Tuesday because I was so annoyed at the fact that I was like I have wasted this time. Was I going to do anything else with that time of the day in the morning? Probably not. Just scroll TikTok. Probably go through Facebook or Instagram, see if there's anything going on. I just sat there and watched the video. And then I came in this morning and just remembered, I was like, I hadn't watched that video yet. So I did a quick search on my phone, found it on YouTube. It's a five-minute video. I saw the clip and then, like, the techniques or like tricks that he tells you. And I was like, cool, I'll work on that the next time I go to the driving range and see how much it helps. And I was just mm-hmm. like... Why in the world are you putting on advertisements for a video of this? Like, do you just are you getting paid for the amount of time people spend on your website? Like, who oh, made yeah, this clicks. video? Because it's free information yeah. through Golf Digest. But his website just just spilled it again and again and again and again and again. And I was like, dude, I get it. Tell me how to fix my effing slice. Uh huh. I've seen videos like that too. They're like for weight loss. Like here's here's yes. a secret. This is my diet. Like I'll never have to do this. I lost 50 pounds and I've never ran a step in my life or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks. Just click on this video. And then it's like, wait a second. You never gave me the tips no. and tricks. Like you're like, drink more water, get enough sleep. And just like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> 
duh, we all know that stuff. I'm sure that video was pretty similar. Uh, another tell the truth that I have is this web telescope. Mm-hmm. Just released the videos of the galaxies mm-hmm. and universe. It's pretty interesting uh, stuff. What are your, like, do you think it's cool? Think- My immediate thoughts, let's take it there. There's got to be like. Oh, I thought it was fucking terrifying. Like, I saw that, and then <laughs> when you look at the video and you see the stars uh, or the the points that have, like, the, is it the four or five or whatever with the beams are coming off of it? Those are the stars in our galaxy. So <laughs> when I read that, it was like, ignore that. Everything behind it that is red, that is circular or, like, kind of curved a little bit, that is just the <laughs> bending of space of that galaxy and we're looking back 13 billion years like that's how far away that is and i'm like and we're just now seeing this and it's like we're looking there's more backwards 13 billion years so if we look the other way is that 13 billion years in the future and also is our like (laughs) this might sound like a weird question is our galaxy moving through space like i know we're orbiting around the sun and everything like that but like are we like moving and transitioning? Are we part of a larger orbit? Yes. I don't know. That's answer. a mind fuck of a question. Like the more you sit here and think about it, it's like, okay, we're moving and orbiting something, but what are those galaxies moving and orbiting? Or are they just a standstill in space? Have you seen those videos that like compare the size of planets and they're like, this is yes. us, this is Earth. And then it just keeps getting bigger out and like, mm-hmm. this is how many Earths it would take to fill up the yes. sun. And then you realize the massive planets and stars that are out there. And other galaxies that they've seen just through pictures like this. Mm-hmm. And someone said, now, do I think if they're... you were to hold up like a, a grain of sand, just a single individual grain of sand in that picture, like that's a like a solar system. Like that's just a part of this picture. That's how huge this picture is and like how far it goes. And again, it comes to the thought of there's no way we're the only thing out there. And that just right. it blows my mind. I think there are a lot of crazy people out there that are like, I was abducted by an alien. I was mm-hmm. probed. It's like, no, you're high on meth. Like, just stop. Yeah. Or like, you disappeared for two days on a bender, and you want to tell your wife that you were abducted. Now here's the by other thing: alien. what if they were? You know, what if they are telling the truth? What is it? Independence right? Day, where the guy is like, I told you, I've been here before. I've seen this. I think he was like flying his plane or something, and they took him out of it in this plane crash. So they just thought he died, and all of a sudden he's like, "Nope, I'm back." He's like, "I'm abducted by aliens." Or we uh, we shared that Bill Clinton stuff in our, our group chat. Yes. Was that like last week? Of like, even the presidents don't know what fully goes on in area. To me, that's kind of scary. It's like, so who is the guy? Who is the individual on this earth that knows everything going on? I bet at Area 51, there's not one person that knows everything that goes on. There has to be at least one, right? Because I uh, take it back to like I also like true crime stuff. H. H. Holmes built a mansion, his little murder factory in Chicago, and he would have different people come in and be like, "Okay, you work on this room, you build it, you design that part." And then he would fire him, and have somebody else come in, you build this part, like you do the kitchen, you finish it, boom, you're fired. So there wasn't anyone that knew other than him the full goings on. Of his house because nobody had the full blueprint. Nobody had the full yeah. layout. That's why I think Area 51 is. It's like you might have control of this department and you know what's going on here, but nobody knows the full operation of this is what's happening here. That's just ate up. Because if that person dies, <laughs> there's some information that just goes with them. Who takes? Yeah, you have 
probably have a replacement, so like an understudy. <laughs> like you're the next in line, but you don't know what's going on over in Department A. We only know what's going on in Department B. Yikes. It just like, why do we even need to have something where it's like, oh, we're hiding everything? <laughs> and it's like when you see the – here's my other thing too. is like when I see a picture like that and it's like, look at all these other galaxies and stuff. Let's say there is other life out there. What are they stressing about? Like it makes my – and I, I know it sounds super cheesy. Yeah. My stressors mean absolutely nothing if another alien like life form is like, we're going to attack Earth. It doesn't fucking matter. If I'm stressed about what am I going to eat for dinner because I can't figure out between Chick-fil-A or Subway or fucking Raising Cane's. That, that doesn't matter. And that, it doesn't matter anyways, but like that's just a poor example probably. <laughs> that was a pretty yeah, big stressor. Oh, man, look out. But it's just still the whole like, – that's insane. There's so much more going on out there. Yeah. They're, you know, probably somebody out there is looking at us. Yeah. They're probably a billion years in the future, and they're like, there's this blue and green planet. We think there might be life on it. Like their newspapers are like, yeah, they found life. That's out yeah, there. Yeah, billion years in the future. Holy cow. Then they get here and it's like, they're all gone. They're dead. It's just all water. I yeah. guess there was, there's not life all their, out there. Uh, yes, there is. Oh my gosh. All their icebergs melted, flooded everything. Uh-huh. It's just water. Yeah. It's so weird. There's a lot of fish underwater. No, Here's the other thing is like uh, there was a I saw a clip I think it was Discovery Channel orcas just they rule everything <laughs> like that yeah. that will be our intelligent life in a billion years uh, like yeah they communicate there's a lot of pods swimming around out there with those orcas <laughs> we've decided we're gonna capture them teach them tricks and keep them in a large aquarium <laughs> it's gonna be great we're orcas gonna make so much like, money damn it heard this from the ancestors fucking should have listened <laughs> <laughs> fuck history repeats itself why should've did we known. flood the library. <laughs> But it's just like there's also the the recent discovery or something like getting to the lowest point of the ocean or that has finally been like one of the new low of the ocean has been like touched or like has been discovered by man. You know, there's video captured of it. Like that's cool. There's also like the deepest part of the oceans that have not been like discovered or, you know, like researched or ventured or anything like that because you just we don't have the equipment to get down there. So it's like as cool as it is to see everything 13 billion years ago. What do we still got going on here? What's going on in those trenches? What's way down there? Yeah. Like, we're There's over here talking about fucking mermaids me. and <laughs> megalodons and shit, and it's like... What if they're real? The megalon, megalodon stuff. Why do people care about Because that's a... I, although, I feel like I'm looking at one person. But, I mean, the, the one thing that's interesting is, like, and I agree with the point you just made, is like, okay, let's say we find out there is one. What are we going to do with it? You're going to have those group of people like, got to kill it. We're going to... Or Bigfoot. What what are we going to do if you actually find one? They're going to capture it and freaking try and figure out its anatomy and torture it. And it's just going to be like, well, where's another one? It's like, well, I don't know. We don't know how to communicate with it. We fucking kill the thing. Stress it out. It's done. Yeah. Let's waterboard it and get it to tell us everything it knows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. It doesn't speak English because it's an animal. (laughs) Ah, we messed up See if we can teach it the ABCs. It's not a fucking chimpanzee. We should have learned our lesson when we did this to the dodo, but uh, here we are again. Oh. Whoops. Like, it's cool to, like, go research. It's like, what are we going to do when we figure it out? What are we discovering? We're going to be excited for a little bit, and then we're all going to freak out. Same thing with aliens. Like, uh, cool. We know there's other life out there. What are we going to do with it? Be scared they're going to come attack us? You're going to have those people that are like, we need to go get them. You know what I mean? We have to dominate. We can't be scared of nobody. We gotta put yeah. our flag on their planet. No, mm-hmm. let's just keep our flag where it is, boys. 
And then we'd probably have to like have a race against Russia and be like, who's going to be mm-hmm. the first to attack? Like us. Like we Let's nukes. say that happens. Let's say we, do we just become like, do we just unite as a planet now? Because it's like, hey, there's no need for us to be different on this planet. Because yeah. we got, we got a whole planet. other planet that's different than all of us. <laughs> or if someday like creatures just crawl out of the surface of Mars and like, yeah, we've been here for forever. Now we're ready to fight. Close Fuck that, man. <laughs> Sometimes I just say stuff to like make you nervous. That is nervousing. Like that is nervousing. <laughs> that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm so nervous. Oh, I can't right talk. <laughs> it's a real possibility, but I've been kind of geeking out. Yeah, it is very neat. That. It's fun to to see other people uh, kind of go about. It. I think there's going to be another picture that comes out uh, tomorrow. I think there's five that they're releasing. So over the next five days, there will be a new picture for us to kind of look at it's- and see and. Admire. I, I read a little bit about it, and even like some of the stuff was like, "Oh, we had to edit some of it because the human eye doesn't even." Yeah, and I think color. they had to like so infrared we, some of the galaxies. So it's like the color you're looking at, like that's not necessarily the exact color in space. It's just so you could see it in the picture. It's like that's still pretty cool. I see that galaxy's kind of bent a little bit, and it's like, "Oh yeah, that's just space." There's a black hole here. The reason that's causing it, and that's about 14 billion light years away. Cool. Yeah. We have a couple uh, Tell the Truth Tuesdays now. One of them in the chat, Tell the Truth Tuesday, got super ripped last night and proceeded to think, what if I was having a super detailed dream slash trip and everything I've been doing in life in the last couple months, years, was all a figment of my imagination. Uh, That was a zero out of 10 marijuana experience. Uh, I do that sometimes. I do that without being high. I do that laying in bed, man. (laughs) I I do that on my own. Tell the truth Tuesday. I do it on Tuesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've had those those trips too before. I'm like, what if this all is a, a simulation? Yep. What if I'm laid up in a chamber somewhere and I'm actually just playing The Sims in yeah. my mind? Yeah. I hope. Well, what if I'm someone sim? You know what I mean? What if I'm a created player on a game? And it's yeah. like this, <laughs> like that episode of The Office. It's like you get to control everything and you didn't make yourself more successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you did so i i hope that i'm doing better but i i also have those thoughts sometimes like what if this is all a simulation or i think it was one of those maybe it's like shutter island where the person is crazy mm-hmm. and they've built like in their mind like oh this is my reality but actually they're in like an insane asylum and like they're crazy and none of this yep. stuff is real i will also have those i thoughts. used to, when that movie first came out i thought it was like a super scary movie so i didn't watch it and then one time, like I did watch, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't scary at all. Like this is actually very like intriguing and interesting <laughs> to just watch and be like, oh, wow, this guy was just kind of mind fucked the whole movie. Like he was.' Yeah, is that the one with the top? No, that's the- uh, Inception. That Inception. one's still like both those. That movies. one's still right, messes wow. with me because like, did the movie end with the, the top spinning or did it fall over? Like what? What happened? At what point are you dreaming? And then to go through like multiple dreams of things like actually being a reality until you get yourself out of it is insane. Yeah. Uh, we have one more uh, listener football. One. Yeah. So here I'll just come in with it. Uh, going into a Tell the Truth Tuesday, um, it's from my buddy Damien here. I'll go ahead and out him. It's all right. He can deal with the wrath of this, this hot take here that he's got. His Tell the Truth Tuesday, Dak Prescott is not a top 10 quarterback. The Cowboys are the most overrated team in football. They've only won three playoff games. 
Oop, it kind of just disappeared on me here. Excuse me. They've only won three playoff games in the past 25 years. Dak is one and three in the playoffs. He is as. He is a slightly better Jameis Winston. Year after year, we have to hear it's Dallas year from their trash fans. Newsflash, it hasn't been their year in this century. I, I, that's all truth. I mean, it's just like that is the reality of what the Cowboys have been this century. I do think that some of the Cowboys quarterbacks get a little bit overrated. I don't know that it's anything that's like Dak Prescott's fault. I do think that Dak is a good quarterback. I think I had him outside of my top 10, but I had him at like 11 mm-hmm. or 12. But like I always thought Tony Romo was overrated. I thought Troy Aikman was overrated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of came back with it. He was like, you know, side note here, the Cowboys are always a good team. They just never do anything significant every single year they praised and talked about. And that is true because everyone wants to be like, I told you guys this was the Cowboys' year. Kind of turning into what the Chargers are as well. Yeah, I also think with the NFL, it's so unique. You could say that about every yeah. team. Like the, the Chiefs, if you're a Chiefs fan. They've had one year that was actually their mm-hmm. year. Every other year, it's been like, oh, yeah, this is our year. Like, why would you even think the Chargers are going to yep. win at all? Even before Patrick Mahomes got the there. It, one it was time. like with Alex Smith. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, like, for the Chief fans, within the division, they've mm-hmm. been very successful and stuff. Uh, but I do think that there is – there are probably 31. Uh, they're for the Patriots there for a while. It's like they're dominating the league. But for most fan bases that come out and say, like, yeah, this is our year – Usually it's actually not. I think that's what's so great about the parody in football is that 31 teams are going to be wrong, that it wasn't their year. Even if they're a little bit successful, we gauge things on Super Bowl wins. Yeah. So even teams like the Kansas City Chiefs that look so great, like a, almost like almost like a dynasty, but they've actually they've won mm-hmm. one Super Bowl. <laughs> so it is it's pretty wild. And I think that the Cowboys, they do kind of get into that as well. But again... A lot of times the Giants fans will be like, this is our year. Nope, it wasn't. You've had two recently. So it is just, it's one of those things. And the Cowboys are so popular nationally. I know a lot of people probably make jokes about like, the, oh, this is America's team and stuff like that. But it, again, when I used to do stuff with Bleacher Report even, they'd be like, oh, you talked about the Cowboys. Look at your yeah. numbers. And, you know, even like when we were like tagging stuff, it's like, oh, did we talk about the Cowboys? Make sure we put it in the bio or whatever because there's so many Cowboys fans and they're everywhere. They really are America's team. They might not be the most successful one, but man, they're, I think they're head and shoulders, the most popular team in the NFL. Yeah. And that's globally too. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. But I do like Dak. He's a, he's a very yeah. polarizing quarterback because so many people have such strong opinions. On it's him. I don't know if it's like people being too harsh or the expectations are too high, you know, on Dak because he had has moment or he has, excuse me, he has had moments where he has been the reason the Cowboys come back in games or the the reason they are winning games. The games that they're losing, it's like, well, I mean, defense hasn't really been that good. Like the running game that you're trying to get going in the offense isn't working. Sometimes the receivers that you're throwing to just aren't getting open. But there are moments where he makes plays where you're like, wow, that was. Thank you, Dak. You know what I mean? Making extra plays with his legs, rushing for touchdowns, throwing, you know, putting his body on the line to go do it. And it's like you look at it and like you love that as a Cowboys fan, but you're just not seeing that consistent success with it. And that's probably the most irritating part with it as well. Devin even says, you know, if Dak had a better deep ball, he'd be looked at differently, but he's just always overthrowing his guys. 
Those are there's just some parts of his game that is not excelling where you need it to, and there's others where it's like he does just enough that keeps you in the ball game. It's wild because with him, it's almost like he's overrated and underrated yeah. at the same time. If you don't like him, you're going to look at him and pick out, oh, these are all the things that are yeah. wrong with him. But if you do like him, you're going to be like, oh, he's, he's athletic, he's got this, he's never had a defense. So it's almost like he's he is appropriately rated. <laughs> <laughs> it balances out to where he is kind of in that middle ground. He's still relatively young, too. I'm excited to watch the Cowboys. It is going to be interesting. And see what that offense can do. I, we talked about running backs with Zeke Elliott. Best shape of his life. Big time question mark. They have Pollard, mm-hmm. though. It's going to be very good. I wonder if this is your Pollard just kind of takes over and they move on from Zeke afterwards. I would kind of like to see yeah. it. Like I, I won't be upset at all if that happens. See where Zeke ends up next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you have another television? Yeah, I'm just very excited for football season coming up. Like It's just kind of, I'm, I'm starting to itch towards. I looked up when training camp starts, and it's this next week. I think the Bills and the Raiders start on the July 18th is when rookies report for, uh, you know, their official rookie or training camp, excuse me, and then the vets will come in two or three days after that. But, I mean, next Monday, I mean, football season's back. I mean, we're going to be full force into it, previewing everything going on. Um, a lot for us to, that, you know, we're looking forward to doing as well, especially with betting kind of getting finalized here in Kansas and opening up. And that's going to be alive and going, so hopefully starting in August, September, where it's going to be like full force ahead. There's just a lot coming up in the summer, into summer, going into fall for the rest of this year. Is like, this is going to be a lot of fun. And that's where my attention is going to be. The, f- mm-hmm. the amount of fun we're going to have moving I forward. Watching, I was watching The Bachelorette, and I thought, why am I still paying for YouTube TV? I haven't watched it in yeah, weeks. Yeah, I had that. Outside of uh, I watched the hockey games and some basketball stuff, even the Royals, I was trying to watch their game yesterday. It was blacked out, so it's like, that's not the reason why mm-hmm. I'm keeping it. It's like, I'm going to cancel it. It's July. What, am I, what do I have to look forward to? It's like, what am I going to do? Cancel it for one month and be like, oops, August yeah. I'm back. <laughs> Might as yeah. well just keep it. <laughs> and I have to deal with it. But I was ready to cancel last night and be like, fuck this. I don't need yep. it. But you get one month off. You get a couple weeks off. And then it's like, I'm, yep. I'm going to be back again. But even if I would have canceled it, I would have gotten to the home run derby and been like, I have to watch it. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> New email, three months free. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Just countless emails. I used to do that with. Amazon. Amazon. I think they still do like a student version mm-hmm. of Amazon yeah. Prime. But you have to have a email address through the yes, university. Uh, luckily, I would use like at the time I wasn't married yet, but girlfriend at the time. It's like, okay, I have an email from this university. I took a class from this one. And we had like six different student <laughs> emails. And we just rotated. Hey, that's nice. Well played. I think we did it for three years. It's like you get six months free with this email. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for a while. Uh, Amazon Prime Day, though. Go out there and maybe uh, buy yourself some mini football helmets. That's it for us today, though. Appreciate you guys joining us here for the later show. We'll be back at it again tomorrow at 10 a.m. right here in the call app. We appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you then.